courage that we can press the battle and we can move right into the place that he would have us to be in this age. It's good to be together with you again tonight and trust you had a little rest this afternoon and come refreshed in your in your body and in your spirit and one more time I'd like to thank Brother Ed for the opportunity to be here today with Sister Mara and myself and I believe we just had a wonderful time together in the Lord this morning and we're looking to the Lord for what he'd have for us tonight. If you have a request upon your heart, just with an uplifted hand, as we would just go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Dear Lord Jesus, it's a privilege, Lord, that we can gather together one more time, Lord, in this manner. Father, I'm thankful, Lord, that you're in the storm. Thankful, Father, that you carry us, Lord, in times of weakness and stress. I'm thankful, Lord, that you promised that you'd never leave us or forsake us, but you'd be with us even in us till the end of the world. I pray, Lord, that you would come by one more time tonight, Lord, and minister to our every need. I pray, Father, that you would be with with Brother Ed, Lord, as he take a little bit of a vacation, Lord. Renew him in his spirit, Lord. Be with this church, Lord. May it continue, Lord, to be a lighthouse, Lord. And above all, Lord, may we give you honor, praise, and glory. Meet every need of each person that is represented here today, Lord. We're your children, Lord. And we desire, Lord, that you would just come by one more time. Take control, Father, of this service now, Lord. Lord, I yield my members unto you, soul, body, and spirit for the glory of God. We thank you for the testimony that we've had of our brother Ron Spencer, Lord. And how, Lord, you're raising him, Lord, for a great victory, Lord God. We appreciate all that you've done, Lord, and what you're doing in each one of our lives. I commit myself now unto you for the glory of God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Isn't it good to be gathered together again? Amen. If you have your Bibles today, I'd like to read Romans chapter 15, verse 13, if we could. I really appreciated the songs uh, today and... I like that song, He's Under My Feet. That's one of my themes is that the devil should be under our feet. When he sticks his head up, you just, you just let him know who's on top. We are Satan bruisers in this end time hour. 
Amen. And, and uh, if the devil pokes his head up, you just put him back in his place. Amen. Why? We got victory in this hour, church. The Bible says in Romans 15, 13, it says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. God bless you. You may have your, your seats tonight. If I would take a little subject tonight, I would like to take a subject on keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. There's better things ahead than anything we have left behind. Amen. We have a body change to take. Amen. I believe it's just around the corner. Amen. And I, there's, no, there's no time to let off, but it's a time to press on like we've never pressed a battle before. Amen. As Christians, we're engaged in a battle. I was listening to the songs today and, and, and the order of the songs, and, and each one was pointed to a certain theme. We're engaged in a battle. And in this battle, uh, when Christ came into our heart, Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present. Amen. Amen. Good and evil are warring one with another. And it, and it doesn't matter if you're a minister or if you're a lay person or who you are, we are in a battle. Yeah. Amen. We have full victory in our heart. Amen. But we're warring day by day. Yeah. Amen. I'm thankful that we've been given the tools in this hour in order to defeat the enemy with. Yeah. Amen. We've got a great word of prophecy in this hour. And the word of God has come in power and in authority in this hour. Amen. It's not just for Brother Branham, but it's for each and every one of us that we can place it within our own mouths and, and speak the word. Amen. Demons will tremble in another dimension. Remember the old story that Brother Branham had, and it was about an Apache chief. That's a story that's been probably told many, many times, but I, I like to refer to it today for just for a moment. They asked him how he was doing, and he said he was doing pretty good and pretty bad. He just gave his heart to the Lord, and the Holy Ghost had come into his heart. And, and he said that I have, a, since I received the Holy Ghost, I have a white dog and a black dog. Yeah. Amen. And they argue all the time. Yeah. And they growl and they fight with one another, and one wants me to do good and one wants me to do bad. Amen. And they asked him which one was winning. And he said it was the one that he was feeding the most. Yeah. Amen. And I believe that's exactly the right. Amen. If we're feeding on the things of God, we're going to be on the winning side all the time. If we're going to be feeding on the things of the world, we're going to be in the losing side all the time. We'll be depressed. There's nothing worse than a person trying to live for the Lord. Amen. But when you give your heart to the Lord, you allow him to come into your life and take control of your life. Amen. It's no longer you living, but it's Christ living through you. Amen. He's the one. And so we know these principles of faith, and, and they're very powerful little stories. Amen. But it's more than just a story to me. It's something that is a reality in this hour. Amen. If I feed the, thing, uh, feed the Holy Ghost on the things of God, I'm going to get stronger. You're going to get stronger. Amen. The greatest battle we have is within our mind, which affects your thoughts and my thoughts every day. Just give me just a moment here. We have thoughts that come through it, good thoughts and negative thoughts. Maybe not in Edmonton, but in Saskatoon we do. 
Brother, Brother Ray was saying it's good to be from Saskatchewan, so I'm in Edmonton today, so it's good to be in Edmonton. <laughs> but we have good thoughts, and we have, bad, we, have, we have difficult thoughts that come through our mind daily. We have thoughts of peace and thoughts of distress. We have thoughts of anger, thoughts of joy, thoughts of peace. Amen. There's times when, when uh, there's thoughts that we have that impact our relationship between husband and wife between our, our, our parents, between son and daughter, between mom and dad, or whoever it may be, between you and your boss. Amen. There's thoughts that we're dealing with on a continual basis, and, and you can't put your head in the sand and say we're not dealing with them. We're dealing with them on a daily basis. Amen. We've got victory, but we're dealing with things on a daily basis. Amen. And we've got victory in this hour, church. Amen. But we are as a people, we're to bring every thought, let's say every thought tonight, Let's say one more time, every thought. We're to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ, into subjection to the word of God. Amen. And these thoughts come into our minds, and we put them into subjection to the word of God. Amen. And we walk victorious in Christ. Amen. There's something that keeps pressing within ourselves. Amen. As the song was written or spoke, uh, sang tonight, the devil is underneath my feet. Amen. I'm no longer, he's no longer my boss, but I become his boss. Amen. He's not controlling me, but I tell him where to go. Amen. But we deal with thoughts continually. I say, Lord, give us strength in our journey. Give us strength in our, in our walk with you. Amen. Keep our, <coughs> keep our mind set on the prize that is before us. Amen. We can never lose sight of the prize. The prize is life eternal. Amen. One day I'm going to take a step toward my theophany. Amen. The prize is life eternal, church. Amen. These things we're going through in a daily battle all the time, there are things that are temporal. Amen. But we got something that's eternal that's coming before the church. Amen. We're going to be changed in our mortal bodies. Amen. We're taking steps every single day. But one day we'll walk right into that promise that's been given to us. Amen. Because it's a promise of the Word of God. If they could just give me just a little more monitor here tonight. God knows what concerns you today. He knows every struggle. He knows your burdens. He knows your fears. He knows your health condition. Amen. And you know, he's on time all the time. Amen. It was, it was 17 years before I got my, my, if you would say, before the healing was manifested in my body. But his word was just true the first time I was prayed for until the time I received my healing. Amen. We always get in a hurry with God. I want to help you tonight, church. God's not in a hurry. Amen. He's moving right on time. Amen. He'll never miss a beat. Hallelujah. I was mentioning to the brothers before, my mom was backslidden for over 35 years. I was raised in church. When I got married, my parents went into the world. And they just lived worldly lives. But I just claimed them by the grace of God and say, one day they'll be back in the house of the Lord. Amen, because God will not lose one. Amen, somebody help me tonight. Amen, God's not going to lose one. Amen, they're all in the palm of his hand, and there's no demon power that will pull them from him. 
You would have looked at my mom 20 years ago or even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And you would have looked at her and say, she's not a Christian. But she serves the Lord today with all of her heart. Amen. I like to let the devil know that. Amen. Sometimes our children go so far, but the Holy Spirit will pull them back. Amen. Why? Because there's a mom and dad that's praying for them. Amen. Sometimes it's it's the children praying for the parents. Amen. Sometimes it's the children upholding their parents. Amen. But I say, if that's your situation tonight, just keep holding on to the promised word of God. Amen. We still are here. Doesn't matter what your health condition is. Doesn't matter how bleak something may look. God will deliver us out of them all. Excuse me for that. I'm just a little dry here today, tonight. In the message on love, I love this, this particular quote, 1956. Brother Brown says, to think that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. There's, there's no fear in love. No, there's no fear in it at all. Amen. You're not scared about nothing. Amen. You're just resting. Let's say I'm resting tonight. Let's say one more time, I'm resting tonight. Amen. You're not, oh, I may backslide tomorrow, I may backslide next week. I wouldn't worry about that. Somebody say praise the Lord. I'm not trying to hold on. He held on for me. And he put love in my, a love in my heart that holds there. Glory to God. Hey, man, it's him holding me, not me holding him. If it was me holding him, I would probably turn loose. But as long as he's holding me, he will never, let's say never, say one more time, never turn loose. He promised he wouldn't. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen. Beyond the curtain of time, Brother Brownham was laying on his bed with his hands behind his head. And that little song came through. He said, I'm so homesick and blue. Hey, I feel that way many times. I, I just want to see Jesus. Hey, man, I like to hear those harbor bells chime. It would brighten my path and banish all fears. Lord, let me look past the curtain of time. I'm glad he looked past the curtain of time. I'm glad he brought back a good report. Amen. What I'm preaching on tonight, keep pressing the battle. Keep pressing on. Amen. There's, be- there's greater things ahead than anything we're leaving behind. Amen. I, if the Lord would come tomorrow, I would be, I'd say, Lord, well, I'm ready to go. I trust you could say the same. Amen. I don't need to see one more day upon this earth. Amen. I would say, Lord, may, the, may we just be ready at that moment. Amen. When the time is there that we take that body change. I like to look past a curtain of time. Then the voice asks, would you like to see just beyond that curtain? Oh, my goodness. What did Brother Brownham experience? He experienced young men in the brilliance of young manhood. It's going to be the biggest youth meeting we ever had. There's going to be nobody old there, nobody feeble there. There's going to be no false teeth there. There's going to be no glasses there, no hearing aids there. 
Hey, man, glory to God. Young men in the brilliance of their youth. Hallelujah. My, he said there was young women with their hair hanging down to their waist, their skirts hanging down to the, to the floor. He said their eyes glisten like a star. Amen. On a darkened night, their teeth were as white as a pearl, and they weren't using toothpaste. Amen. Everybody wants white teeth. He said their teeth were as white as a pearl. Somebody ought to be happy tonight. This is where we're going, church. Amen. There was no jealousy there. There was no tiredness there. There was no sickness there. There was no old age there. There was no death there. Somebody help me tonight. There was only supreme beauty and joy that were there. Hey, man, what a desire it is in our heart to be there. Glory to God. What did it say? It said, whatever you do, lay aside. Lay aside everything until you get perfect love. Hey, man, get to where you can love everybody. Hey, man, even your enemies. He says, no matter if the plane is rocking, the lightning is flashing, or the guns of the enemy upon you, those things do not matter. Get perfect love. Amen. I don't want to miss it. I'm not going to miss it. By the grace of God. We have a few people that won't miss it. I believe we're all in the same spot. But the voice said something. The voice said, keep pressing. Press the battle. Amen. You've only just started. Keep pressing. If you only knew what was at the end of the road. Amen. That's why we struggle. That's why we keep on pressing to a glorious place. No death. No sorrow. No evil. No suffering. No coronavirus. Brother Branham says in one place, I don't have the quote here with me, but he said, all these things that are coming upon the earth, he said, it's not going to affect those who have the Holy Ghost. Somebody say praise the Lord. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you get the Holy Ghost. He said in another place, he said, these viruses and things, he said, you want to go down into a cave and close the door? He said, it's not going to help. He said, if you want to get into your house and close it all up and put on a mask and spray disinfectant, amen, that's a direct quote. He said, that's not going to help. Amen, the only thing that helps is the Holy Ghost. Amen, it's the greatest inoculation we've ever gotten in life is the Holy Ghost. Amen, somebody say hallelujah. Hey, man, he gave me that inoculation, and these things come upon the earth. In fact, the Bible says that these, these things of the Egyptians, these, the uh, uh, disease of the Egyptians will not come upon the church of the living God. Hey, man, I say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hey, man, but that voice said, keep pressing. Press a battle if you only knew what was at the end of the road. So we're keep pressing. I'm not going to give up. Where are we going to go? There's nothing in this, earth, in this world except for turmoil. Amen. The devil thinks that tells there's something else. There is nothing out there. I never saw no happiness in my parents' lives when they didn't serve God. 
I just saw a bunch of pressure and confusion and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and things that, that they did and things that didn't bring him any happiness. Amen. When my mom gave her heart back to the Lord, I'd never seen her so happy. Amen. She just changed in her life. And you know what does that church? It's the Holy Ghost in us. Amen. And now she's pressing the battle. Amen. I always remember the thought when, when Brother Brown was on the other side and he saw that there was a woman that said, my precious brother, and the voice said, do you recognize her? He didn't recognize her. She was 90 years old when you led her to the Lord. No wonder she's saying, my precious brother. Amen. What a glorious place it's going to be, church. Amen. I'm looking forward to that place. Amen. Satan's going to be bound for a thousand years. We're going to have no tempter then during that millennium reign. Amen. It's going to be just an equilibrium amongst one another. That's when I'm going to come sit on your porch for a while. And we can talk about the things that's happening. Amen. I love to do it down here. I like to come to each one of your houses, have a piece of pie and a coffee. Come visit me, because if you visit me, Sister Mara makes pie. I only get it when you come visit me, though. I always tell people, I said, come, please come visit us because then I get pie. <laughs> Love to sit on your porch and have some pie and coffee with you. But we're coming, going to a place, church. Amen. Where we'll be able to sit down and have fellowship together for a long time. Yeah. We're going to travel like a thought. Yeah. Amen. We're going to, you're going to say, oh, there's something happening over at, at Brother Ray's house. And we're just going to travel like a thought. We'll be at Brother Ray's house. Amen. There's going to be somebody saying something's happening at Brother Ed's house. Amen. We're saying, who's all over there? A bunch of brethren are gathered over there. Amen. We just think it and we're at Brother Ed's house. Amen. That's the place where we're going to. I say, church, press the battle. You don't want to let up. We got a body change to take. Amen. Brother Brown of an invisible union of the bride, he said, hallelujah. He said, now notice you're not only that, but you're going to the wedding in the sky. And you're wearing the wedding band of predestinated, unmerited grace. Glory. A wedding band of grace, unmerited of your own. God did it himself. He knew you before the foundation of the world. So he slipped the wedding band on you there and put your name on a book. What a thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise our God. Amen. He's given you that wedding band of a predestinated, unmerited favor. Amen. It's his grace that's done it, church. Hallelujah. Amen. We're only all here because of the grace of Almighty God. We ought to be thanking him day and night. Amen. For what he's done for us and what he's continuing to do for us in our lives. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. The thoughts of God are eternal. Amen. God is not learning. He knows you by your name. He knows where you live. Amen. I love that scripture in the book of Psalms. I love to talk about it. He telleth the number of the stars. Amen. Science is getting more telescopes and more powerful telescopes and more, and they still can't count the number of the stars. They've got such a big number that it's so huge, there's so many zeros behind it, they say we could be off this many percent or that many percent. But I want to tell you something today, God knows the number of the stars. He placed every one of them in the orbit. 
Amen. And not only does he know the number of the star, but each star has a name. Amen. And he knows them all by name. Amen. When you think about that tonight, church, that means he's got a personal acquaintance with every star that's in the galaxy. Everyone stands there by the power of Almighty God. Amen. How much more a son and daughter of Almighty God. Amen. Who's been called by his grace and by his mercy. He knows my name. He knows your name. Amen. He knows what you're going through. He knows the thoughts that you're going through your mind. And he says unto his church, I have thoughts of peace and not of destruction to give you an expected end. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel so good in my spirit tonight, church. Amen. For the grace of Almighty God. Amen. When we didn't even know him, he came by our way. Amen. Why? Because our names are written in a book. And he said, I could not forget one of those names. Amen. But every name, amen, he said, I've come to redeem it. He's not going to let it, let it say, well, maybe, um, well, you know, that person's a hard case. No, he knows exactly where to come to your address. And he knows when to come at what time to come. Amen. And he knows what words you need to hear. Amen. In order to, to the word that would grasp your heart. Amen. That you would realize that you are a son and daughter of God. The beautiful thing is, it's not I will be, but I am now a son and we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. He predestinated. He predestinated you. Amen. He decreed from eternity. Amen. He said, I, I'm going to choose you. I'm gonna, you're going to be the apple of my eye. Amen. You're going to be the, if it would, we could say it, the, the, the best of the best. Amen. He left it for the end time. He left it for this time. Amen. He's got full confidence in every one of us that are here. Amen. He has got confidence in his church universally. Amen. We are taking a body change. We are going to be in a rapture. I don't know about you, church, but I am the rapture. Amen. It's already inside of my heart. It's inside of my being. Amen. And I'm moving toward it every single day. Amen. I'm praying. I'm reading. I'm acquainted with my Father. Hallelujah. There's a deep calling to the deep. We heard the gospel. Amen. It came into our hearts. Amen. The seed gene of God germinated and it started growing. And out of our lives to producing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Brother Bram says, God's power to transform me. He said, but brother, there's only one thing I can brag on. I can brag on my Lord Jesus. He has redeemed me, and with his transforming power, planted a seed by a predestination, and I saw it. Blessed are your eyes that can see and your ears that can hear. I watched a documentary maybe about a year and a half ago. It was Neil Armstrong who was on the Apollo 11. And it was a whole documentary about his life and his passion that he had. He was passionate about going to the moon. Man, I, I, I watched it and I thought, man, that guy, all he did was study 
and prepare himself. And when he looked at the, at the moon, he would look at it and he would just in his heart, I want to be on that moon. And so we would study it. And of course, if you, if you know anything about the Apollo space program, I think it was Apollo 10 that actually exploded. And he was supposed to be on that particular spacecraft. Amen. But he wasn't on it. But he finally, he gets onto Apollo 11. And they take off for the moon. And such an excitement to get on the moon and everything so calculated and, and everything trying to work in a certain order. And, and they tried to give the envisionment of what was transpiring in his mind and in the whole event. And he gets onto, the, onto that rover or onto that, that space shot of spacecraft and he's things on the moon now and he's walking down the stairs real slowly. And he put his foot on the moon in a real slow way. And, and when he did that, he was looking back at the earth. But his family and friends were on the earth. Amen. But his passion was to be on the moon. Now he got to the moon. Where else can he go? Amen. That may be his passion, but that's not my passion. Amen. My passion is to put my feet, amen, into that land beyond the river. Amen. Into the millennium reign. Amen. The marriage supper of the Lamb. That's where I'm going to be one of these days, one of these mornings. His passion was to be on the moon. Oh, I looked at that and I thought about that and I thought, if a man can have that much passion to get onto the moon, how much passion should we be for the marriage supper of the Lamb? We should be passionate about serving God. Such a burning desire within our heart, a vision in our mind. Amen. Not about the job tomorrow, but a vision in our mind. One day I'm going to be on the moon. My whole focus is to get on, excuse me, not the moon, but the marriage supper of the Lamb. My whole focus is to be there. Don't miss it. Keep pressing the battle. There's a chair with your name on it there. There's going to be exactly the right amount of chairs, Brother Ed. Our names are going to be on them. Hallelujah. They say a baby tries 2,000 times before it can walk. I don't know who stood there with the counting thing and counted all those times, but we have grandchildren and some of you have little grandchildren. Of course, when our children were growing up, you don't notice a lot of things. But when you have grandchildren, you notice a lot of things. And they're up and down, and they're up and down, and they're trying to walk, and they're doing whatever. But they say a child will try 2,000 times to walk. Think about it. He don't give up. He don't give up. There's something inside that child that's determined, I'm going to walk. Amen, there's something that tells them you're meant to walk. Amen, there's something deep calling to your deep that says you're God and you come from someplace and you're going someplace. Amen. I'm going to be in the millennium 2,000 times. And we're all encouraging them. Man, you can make it. You can do it. We've got a little grandson right now, a little Jordan. He just turned a year in January. He's the cutest little guy that you've ever seen. It's probably what you say about yours too, but but he's a cute, and he tries, he, he just kind of stands there, he gets up and stands, he doesn't know he can walk yet, 
But one day, his, everything's going to click, and he's going to take off. Because there's something in that child that says, you are designed to walk. Yeah. Amen. Thomas Edison, he's the inventor of the light bulb. I tell you what, I'm happy for light bulbs. I like it bright. There's one thing I like. When, when they build anything for me, they said, how many bulbs? I said, as many as you can put in. And they always say, we're not the one that's drilling all these potholes out. I said, but I'm paying you to do it, so put as many in as you can put in. But you know that it took Thomas Edison a, a thousand times before he actually had a light bulb. And they said to him, he says, what does it feel like to fail a thousand times? And Edison replied, I didn't fail a thousand times. He said, the light bulb was just 1,000 steps. Don't give up, church. Don't give up, young people. Amen. You may have your problems and struggles, but I'm here to encourage you. Don't give up. Amen. We've got something that's very, very great ahead. Amen. We've got a body change. Amen. I hope you don't get me tired of telling, me, telling you that tonight, but I'm going to tell it to you if you don't believe it till you believe it. Amen. We've got a body change that's coming. Amen. And one day we're going to get that body change. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord tonight. Amen. It's just before the church of the living God. Babe Ruth, many of us know who Babe Ruth is. I asked in Germany one time, I said, you all know who Babe Ruth is? And they all had blanks. Not one of them knew who Babe Ruth was. I said, you know, Babe Ruth, he had 714 home runs. We all know him for his home runs. But you know that he struck out 1,330 times. 1,330 times. And they asked him, he said, Aren't you, like, you struck out all the time. He just looked at him, he says, he says, every strikeout is one more closer to a home run. Amen. There was something in his heart. Amen. And in his heart, it was something that was saying that I'm going to get another home run. Amen. If you fall, you get up and get, keep on going. Don't stay in that condition. The Bible says a good man will fall, but he's going to get up again. Amen. He's going to keep moving on with God. Amen. It's the one thing to fall, but I want to encourage you to get up again. Don't stay in that position. Get up again. Keep moving on with Almighty God. Brother Ed shared this with me, and no doubt you've, you've heard this before, but the Pacific salmon has a four-year life cycle. He goes up the rivers and streams, and, and, and they said that it's about three and a half years he travels thousands of miles in the ocean, but at that particular point, there's something that's, that's pulling with inside of him that was placed in him at his birth, amen, that he wants to go back to where he was actually born, Amen. If I come from God, I'm going back to God. We come from God, we're going back to God. Amen. And so there's something that's pulling in them. And the, and the scientists said that the fish has been endued with a powerful sense of smell. Sister Mara has that in our family. I don't have that one in the family. And it's enabled to detect the nature and scent of the water. They say one drop of fresh water and eight million liters of salt water is all he needs. Well, I thought of that, and I thought, how oh, great is my God. Amen. That's all he needs to move on home. Amen. Where is he going back to the place where he was born? Amen. Hope this is okay tonight. Amen. It's what the Lord laid on my heart, so I just, I'm obedient to the Lord tonight. 
Amen. And he fights against all things to keep on moving to that place. Amen. It just reminds me of sons and daughters of God that are born with that seed gene inside of their heart. Amen. And there's something in them that, that just fights. Amen. And they're, they're gonna, we are going to win. We are winners. Amen. We're moving on with Almighty God. Amen. Something is saying, I've got a home beyond the river that they call the sweet forever. And one day, golden day, I'm going to be in that place. Amen. I'm looking forward to that place, church, with all my heart. Something inside of a, of a believer, he fights against all unbelief. He fights against the devil trying to tell you you're never going to make it. Amen. He fights against all, all the odds that would seem. But yet in all of that, each one of us can say that the power of the Holy Spirit within inside of ourselves keeps pressing us forward, keeps moving forward. I think many times of Moses, when Moses came to the Red Sea, amen, and the Pharaoh was behind, and the Red Sea was in front of him. And the Lord said unto him, why are you crying? Just speak. Amen. That's what we need to do is just speak the word of God. Take our authority. Move on. <clears throat> Keep moving on, church. <clears throat> One day we'll take our body change. Maybe it'll be by the morning. In Psalms 139, verses 1 through 5, it says, O oh Lord... Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsittings and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted, let's say acquainted, <coughs> with all my ways. <clears throat> For there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me uh, behind and before, and lay thine hand upon me. Amen. That word acquainted in the, in the Hebrew means to show harmony with, be familiar with, to know intimately. I'm glad to be known intimately by Almighty God. Amen. The word beset, it, 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 it takes this idea, he's on every side of you. Amen. He is all around you. He's watching over his own. Amen. He's interested in his own. Amen. He died for his own church. Amen. He, he died to redeem those whose names were in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. He died for you. Amen. In order that you could be with him. <clears throat> the word hand upon me, it refers to thou keepest me as it were with a strong hand in thy sight and under, my, under thy power. In other words, David is saying, if I try to escape in any direction, I have a hand that's put upon me. Amen. Amen. And that hand is the hand of Almighty God. Glory to God. In other words, there's no escape. Because he never saved you to lose you. Amen. He saved you to keep you. Amen. He saved to bring you through. We think sometimes we're the most hopeless case. But I, I, I look at it, he saved me. He's the one that's going to keep me. Amen. He's the one that's going to give me power. Amen. To stand in this hour as an overcomer. Amen. He's going to be, he's the one that's given me victory in my life. 
Hallelujah. There's nothing good in ourselves, but there's only good that comes from Almighty God. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Everything we have in life is because of the grace of Almighty God. It's not because of any good deed we've done. For our own, rag, our own righteousness is, full, is, is, the, is dirty rags in the sight of Almighty God. Amen. But we're clothed by the word of Almighty God in this hour. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I like the words of Simon Peter. When the Lord says, are you, you going to go? And he said, where are we going to go? Amen. Thou alone hast the words of eternal life. Amen. Why? He couldn't answer any of the, th of the thoughts Jesus had there. But he said, where am I going to go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. I, I'm, I'm connected to you. Amen. You're the one that has words that I need in life. Amen. They're words of, that, that encourage me in life. Amen. They're words that propel me forward in life. Amen. His hand is upon you, church. You can't get out if you tried. My mom said she was never going to do certain things. I said, oh, yeah. I said, the Lord will take it all out of your life. Amen. Because he's almighty God. She had all of her earrings and all that stuff. She said, I'm never going to get rid of those. I thought, yeah, you will. Two weeks later, they were taken off. Amen. Then she made me a tie pin. I don't have it here today, but she made me a tie pin as a trophy of the power of Almighty God. Amen. God is good, church. Amen. I, I don't know if, if I'm, I'm connecting with you tonight, but I want to say one thing tonight. Amen. His word will not return unto him void, but it's going to accomplish what it's set forth to accomplish. Amen. And he's the one that's in charge. Amen. We only do our part, but he's the one that's in charge. Amen. And he's not going to lose one of them. I have a brother in Australia who was backslidden for years and years and years. The Lord got a hold of his life. His wife was Greek Orthodox and staunch Greek Orthodox. But when the Holy Ghost came by her way, she left all of her Greek Orthodox ways. Amen. And all she has now is the Bible. If you talk to her, she's going to tell you everything that is good comes from this black book called the Bible. Amen. Everything I have in life is because of this black book called the Bible. Amen. Her mom gives her a Greek Orthodox book and says, you're going to go to hell, believe what you believe. She says, Mom, everything that's good comes from this book. All you've got to do is read this book. Amen. It transformed her life. Hallelujah. I look at if God can save my brother and his wife. Amen. There's nothing impossible with Almighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, church of the living God. Amen. We've got a body change to take. Amen. Don't sell yourself short. Amen. Brother Branham says we live a million miles below our privileges. Amen. I say let's take a hold of everything God has for the church. Amen. Get on our ladder. Look into the arcade and take all the promises, word of God, and apply them into our lives and into our hearts. Don't give up. I don't know who this is for tonight, but I want to encourage you, don't give up. 
Hey, man, there's nothing in the world except for heartache. Hey, man, keep pressing the battle. There's better things ahead than anything you're going to leave behind. I have not seen nor ear heard what is in store for those who love him. Amen. Glory to Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Philippians 3, 10 to 14, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Paul is sitting in Nero's jail and he's writing these wonderful words of encouragement to the church of Almighty God. Amen. He wants to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I say if that's my greatest desire is to know, become more acquainted with him. Amen. That I become so, so infatuated in, in with him that are so controlled by him. Amen. That all I think about day and night, amen, is almighty God. Amen. What he's done for me, what he's doing for me. Amen. It's such a passion in my heart. Amen. Praying for my family and saying, Lord, move on the scene to the rest of my family members, Lord. Amen. I'm not going to leave one who behind. I'm taking them all with me because they are my heritage. Amen. Sometimes we, as I said before, we look at it so hopeless. I want to say it's not hopeless. You got to trust Almighty God. Amen. Put the love of God in your heart. Create an atmosphere around yourself. Amen. Let's get prepared for liftoff. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I am apprehended, that, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things. Let's say forgetting tonight. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press. Let's say it together. I press. It's something you've got to do. You've got to press. Amen. I press toward the mark of, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm pressing. Paul is saying that he's pressing. Amen. Brother Bradham, he pressed in. How much more should we be pressing in? Amen. Then we'll come to the house of God with the bounce on our heel. Amen. Joy bells ringing in our heart. Amen. An expectation to hear the word of God. Amen. Victory in our lives all the time. In spite of the hard trials that we have in life, we're still in victory all the time. Amen. I press toward the mark of the high calling of God. The word apprehend means to seize upon, take possession of. Amen. I'm apprehended of Christ. In other words, he's seized upon me. He sees upon you. He's taken possession of you. Satan's attacks are not because we are weak, but because we are strong. Satan's attacks are not because we're weak, but because we're strong. We hear Brother Brown say, when the weakest of Christians, he bows down on his knees. Amen. He starts praying. Oh, God, move on the scene, oh, God. Lord, give us strength. He said, demon power is starting to shake in another dimension. Amen. What does the devil want? He wants to keep us off our knees. I want to encourage you to get on your knees. 
amen, the weakest of Christian when he starts to pray. Demon power starts to tremble in another dimension. Why? Because the devil knows you have power and authority over him. Amen. And he's underneath your feet. Amen. You're the one that says, Satan, I've had enough of this. Get behind me. Reminds me when Brother Branham was riding in his truck after a convention. Those that minister understand these things and... The devil's on your shoulder telling you, man, you could have said that different. You, you didn't really mean what you were saying there. You mean to tell, the devil's telling him. You mean to say that you believe that, that God actually moved and done all that healing and things. And, and Brother Brown said, started testifying. He said, yeah, he said, I saw that person with a club foot and her leg got straightened out. I saw that person with blind eyes and his eyes started coming over. God was able to see. I saw that person who couldn't hear, and all of a sudden he could hear. Amen. He started to testify. It didn't take very long. The devil was behind him. Amen. He said, devil, if you want to hang around here, you're going to hear me testifying all the while while I'm driving. Amen. What was he doing? He was putting the devil behind him. Amen. I say, church, take your authority on the things of God. Amen. Put the devil behind you. Amen. He doesn't attack you because you're weak, but he attacks you because you're strong. I received a newspaper article from March 24th, 1949. And it says that, this is about Brother Branham. At last night's service, a young boy paralyzed in arms, legs, and back, twisted out of shape, was brought by his mother from Brentsville, Illinois, and was prayed for. Immediately after prayer, he walked straight and steadily from the platform without aid. Two women who had been entirely blind with cataracts for two years were healed at the same service after being led to the platform, then prayed for. The first was able to see and walk, and as her husband said, even those bloodshot veins in her eyes were cleared up. This is the God we serve. Amen. If he can do that, we can get a body change. Amen. The same report, a Fanny Wilson Writing in the, in the community newspaper, a paper representing several cities north of Chicago of a dateline, March 24th, 1949, said, the main difference, this one I want to get to here, the main dif- difference between Reverend William Branham and most everybody else, to them the Bible is, is ancient history. To him it's just a, as vital and positive a force now as, it, as in the days of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. What makes the story different is that Reverend Branham proceeded to prove his contention. Not that he contends, far from it. Reverend Branham is more humble than all the humble men you have ever seen put together. Amen. He wasn't proud about whatever, putting his chest out like that. No, he became humbled. Something moved in his heart. He was apprehended of. When we're apprehended of the more revelation that we get, the humbler we become. Amen. We don't get puffed up in ourselves. We become humble before Almighty God. Amen. We become humble before one another. Amen. They said Brother Branham was humbler than all the humble men you've ever seen put together. I say that that's the desire that I have for in this life. 
amen, that I'm apprehended of, that his hand is on top of me, amen, that I'm preparing for this, for this rapture, amen, for this body change, because character is all we're going to bring with us, church, amen, it's going to be a character that's tried in the fiery flames, amen, and that character is going to come out like gold in this hour, hallelujah, blessed be the name of the Lord. Excuse me for getting excited tonight, but I just feel excited. Amen. I feel like Spurgeon. I preach every message like it's going to be my last message. Amen. Because one day it will be my last message. Amen. I've got a passion for this message. I've got a passion for what God has promised us. Amen. I've got a passion to encourage the people of Almighty God. Amen. To press the battle. Keep moving forward. Amen. Let Christ take a hold of our lives. Amen. Get our hearts in condition for rapture time. Amen. As we said this morning, we're turning a corner. We're turning that corner. Amen. We're, gonna, we're at the time when the supernatural things of God are coming all around us. Amen. We're seeing in all of our churches. I appreciate what Brother Ed did this morning. Who's had this problem? Who's had that problem? Who's been healed of this and who's been healed of that? Amen. We have been, we have written a book of Acts in this hour. Amen. Christ is moving amongst us, church. Amen. He's trying to give us power in this hour to realize who we are. He's encouraging us in this hour. Move forward. Don't, don't let the world go by. Amen. I'm going to skip a few things here today. God is all powerful. There's nothing lacking on his part to support us or carry you through. Amen. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 3.13 says, But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Amen. Just keep on keeping on. Amen. One brother asked me, he said, Brother Kelly, what do you do? I said, I just keep steady every day. Amen. I just keep looking for the coming of the Lord. Amen. One day it's going to come. Amen. One day I'm going to go to my mirror. Amen. I'm going to be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. It's coming. It's just before us. In the speech of the water, and it shall give forth its, give forth its water. He says, they seen ten powerful miracles performed down in Egypt. Flies, lice, fire, death angel, all they had seen in Egypt, all these great miracles that they had seen God do. And we're still carnal thinkers. God help us. Amen. And then they saw the Red Sea that was laying in the path of duty. They were on, they were on their road marching and come out. There was a pillar of fire before them, and they were marching on to the Red Sea. And when they got there, right in the line of duty, laid an obstacle. The first thing you know, fear struck them, and they didn't know what to do. That's the way it is with people. Uh, that's the way people does today. When fear strikes them, when they're right in the path of duty, he said, listen, brother, let me say this. If you're walking in the light, having fellowship with God, with his people, and the Holy Spirit is upon you, you must, when, and you meet an obstacle right in the path of duty, don't stop. Amen. Amen. Don't stop. Amen. Just keep pressing on. Amen. I say tonight, keep pressing on. God will make a way through it. 
That's one of the greatest experiences of my life is to see God when I can't get over it, get, get under it, or get around it, or any, any way. God opens up a way and I go through it. Somehow or another, his grace is sufficient to carry us through it. Amen. Keep pressing on. If you only knew what was at the end. Keep pressing the battle. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've got to be fully persuaded. I'm a bride member. My name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. By, I look and by faith I see it wrote there. Amen. I see God's hand upon my life as he's guiding me through life. Amen. There's potholes in the way. Amen. But he's guiding me through it all. Amen. When I've been down, he's been there to lift me up. Amen. He's keeping me moving. He's keeping us moving. Keep pressing the battle, church. You may struggle with something in, in, your, in your life this evening, but I say keep pressing the battle. Amen. You may have struggles of different parts of life. Keep pressing the battle. You may have marital problems, but I say keep pressing the battle. We ought to be happy in our marriage. Don't all get quiet on me. We're to be thankful for what God's done. Amen. Whatever it may be, take your position as a forgiven, redeemed, delivered son and daughter of God. Keep pressing the battle. If you only knew what was at the end of the road, you keep pressing the battle. One of these mornings, I'm going to close with this thought. Musicians could come forward. One of these mornings, I'm going to hear a knock on my door. I've got a lot of loved ones who have gone on. Amen. I've got a son-in-law passed away, 36 years old. But one day, I'm going to hear a knock on my door. Hallelujah. I'm going to see my grandfather who's been gone for a long time. Amen. I loved him dearly when I was growing up. He loved the Lord with all his heart. And he saw this message with all of his heart. Amen. One day I'm going to hear a knock on the door. My grandparents. Amen. I always say all the time, Grandpa freeze and Grandma freeze. And one day you're going to hear the, hear the knock on your door. I don't know who your loved ones are. But one day you're going to hear a knock. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. You're going to open the door and your loved one's going to be standing in front of you there. Amen. Keep pressing the battle. Amen. It's no time to let off in this hour, but it's time as a word to put the pedal to the metal and keep moving forward. Amen. Fight the demons that are, are trying to pull you down. Put them underneath your feet. Amen. And keep moving on. I may never minister here again. I don't know. But if I don't ever minister here again, we're going to have a meeting place on the other side. 
hey man, when we get over there, we're going to all say we're there by the grace of Almighty God. Hey man, it's God's favor that has been found within our lives. Don't miss it. Whatever you do, keep pressing the battle. Amen. Do you know that song, I want to be more and more like Jesus? I want to be. I better not try it. Amen. Come and die in the master call if you come and die. Jesus has the table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people.